and reflecting on where do you want to go? Where are you headed? So oftentimes I see in people's wardrobes that they're hanging on to things from their past and they don't even realize it's holding them back from their future. Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi there. Did you know that many of the topics I bring to you on the Skin Reel are things I actually see and treat in my office? as a practicing board-certified dermatologist? That's right. At Bauckham and Mina Derm Surgery, my business partner and I are on a mission to provide exceptional procedural dermatology care in Atlanta, Georgia. We offer skin cancer surgery to large cyst and lipoma removals, to injectables, chemical peels, microcoring, and more advanced techniques with things like liposuction, eyelid lifts, neck lifts, lip lifts, and so much more. But most of all, we love helping our patients transform their skin with real results. You know me, I am all about real skincare by real skin experts, real simple. If you're in the Atlanta area, I hope you'll stop by and see me. You can get more information at my website, atlantadermsurgery.com, or by calling 404 844-0496. I can't wait to see you. Hi, skin friend. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Skin Reel. I have a special treat for you this week. I am taking a slight segue from our normal topics of skincare and skin health and actually going to be talking about style and fashion. Yes, hear me out. Your fashion and sense of style and how you dress yourself and how you feel when you're wearing your clothes day to day, that may actually say more about your skin style, if you will, than anything else. So how you perceive your skin and your skin health and your skincare routines. Now, I can't be the only one who has gone into my closet full of clothes and shoes and accessories and thought, I have nothing to wear, okay? I know this can't just be me who feels this way. Now, my guest today, Jessica Papineau, is gonna share with us that that is because we are often buying the wrong things 
We are buying the shiny, bright fashion item that we see a celebrity wearing, and we think it's going to look amazing on us. And we're not thinking about how it goes with our whole wardrobe. And I see so many similarities with skincare. A lot of my patients, my friends, my families, they are buying so many products. They are constantly on the move for the next greatest, best lotion, potion, you name it, or procedure. And so they have a bathroom full of stuff and yet they feel like none of it works. So I love how Jessica Papineau, she is the founder of CSJ, which is a leading authentic fashion styling company for high-performing female entrepreneurs, musicians, athletes, to stay-at-home moms and everything in between. I love her approach to style and fashion because she really helps you break it down, start with the basics, start with the foundation, and then build from that depending on your style personality, whether you want lots of extras, you like to have a lot of fun, or do you like to be more conservative? So I love how she does that. And I really take that approach with my patients with their skincare and their skin health. And I try to teach that here on the podcast that you really have to get your foundational skincare pieces in order first. Then you can play around and add in those fun little extras here and there if you want to. So I think this week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. If you like skincare, if you like fashion, you are definitely going to want to stay tuned. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am super excited to have you, even though you're not necessarily a skincare expert. I think there's a lot of overlap in what we do and our audiences. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Rina. I uh, totally agree with you. There's so much alignment in what we do. And we're both in the confidence business, right? I mean, that's a big part of it. Not so much what other people necessarily are thinking about what they're seeing in us, but how we feel about ourselves, how we're perceiving ourselves to look, right? Absolutely. Well, I introduced you briefly in the introduction, but I would love for you to let our listener know what do you do and who do you serve and tell us more about yourself in your own words. I help high-performing women to not only elevate their fashion and elevate their style, but really to transform their careers, relationships, and life. And so many women have so much confusion around style and fashion and just don't know what the right looks are for them and end up wasting so much time, so much money buying the wrong things and really not honing in on their style and allowing their wardrobe to be reflective of not only their lifestyle, who they truly are, but where their life is headed, what their goals are. And so that's really what I'm helping women to do. Yeah. Me elevate all aspects. I feel like you could just substitute the word fashion and put in skincare, right? Because That's how I feel skincare and aesthetics are for people, that it is overwhelming. You start doing one thing when you're 20-something, and you just stick with it because that's all you know, and you don't really know how to change it, even though you may want to, and you're not necessarily feeling good about the results, but you don't know what else to do. So I love that. There's so many parallels between fashion and skin and aesthetics, and it's so much more than just the outward, what you look like, right? And what you put on. Yes, 
You know, it's all about how we feel about ourselves. And in all of my years in fashion and working with women one-on-one with their wardrobes, watching them try clothes on, I get to watch these transformation happens. And when the light bulb goes on and they can actually see themselves as they are in a way that they really like, this is when I start to see themselves revealed, like who they truly authentically are. And they kind of, in a way, it's like they get over themselves. It's like they get over the holdups that they have. Because I'm sure, Dr. Mina, you see this all the time with your patients where you give them the mirror and they start pointing out all the things that they don't like. And then you as the professional can actually like see them and say, well, I know they're focusing on these areas, but I see what it could be. Like you can imagine for them because they don't see it the same way. And we're taking this holistic approach of really seeing what's great so that instead of like hiding what they're not liking, we're highlighting the best parts. So this is where the teaching happens. And it's so fun. We know how to do it, but it's so fun to show them and put them, whether it be in this amazing outfit that highlights all those features, or maybe it's the laser treatment that you're doing or using filler to enhance and and lift and do all the things, right? And so taking this holistic approach too, you know, it's not just the face, you know, it's not just the clothes. We're going from the outside in and really taking things to a whole other level. And I see so much more success with women in all areas of their lives once they start to feel beautiful and confident and they can step into their power and be the woman they're designed to be, be the best version of who they are. Yes, absolutely. It sounds superficial, right? Oh, just wear whatever. It doesn't really matter. How your skin looks, does that really matter? It's who you are on the inside, which is true, but it's a fact. I mean, I I feel it when you feel good on the outside, when you look good, you have confidence, you stand with your shoulders back, you are not afraid to go get that promotion or take on that challenge when you feel good about how you look. And whether that's wrong, right, or indifferent, it, it is just a fact. And I do see people, especially middle age and beyond, they feel like maybe their looks are going, maybe they've put on some weight, they've had kids, their figure doesn't quite look, well, I'm sort of speaking for you, right? Like the figure isn't how it used to be and they don't know how to dress themselves anymore. And so what they'll do is just kind of cover themselves, I imagine, right? And I see that with skin too, start to see wrinkles, start to see discoloration and unevenness and feeling sort of lost and hopeless and you don't know what to do. You're so overwhelmed, don't know who to trust, what to believe. And so you almost say, well, I give up. I'm not even going to try. And that can just really bring people down. It really can affect their confidence and they're not living their best life and being the best version of themselves. And so I love that we can do things to really help them and help them not just on their outward appearance, but really help them inside. 
Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. You know, I grew up, Dr. Mina, I may have told you this, living off the land. Like my parents were back to the earth, like hippies. What was important to them was having a garden and and then harvesting in the fall. And, and so it wasn't about fashion. It wasn't about beauty. It wasn't about your skin. It was about like nourishing your body. And it was a different way of being brought up. And so I grew up most of my life thinking that I was superficial until over the years of helping so many women and watching these transformations happen and them having more success in their relationships and having more fun and their businesses going better for them. That like you said, it just is what it is. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong or indifferent. So interesting. I did not know that story. I can just imagine you at 18 being like, mom and dad, I'm going to go do fashion. (laughs) Oh, no, it was way before 18. I could not get out of the backwoods fast enough. I moved out at 16. Actually, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. My dad had moved on. He moved to Winnipeg and my grandmother was there and there was electricity in that house and it was the city. And the first thing I did when I got to Winnipeg was put on my nylons. (laughs) a black skirt suit and hopped on a bus and took another bus. I had to transfer buses and I went and got myself a job in retail. And then it began. I was like so excited. Wow. Never looking back. No, I did go to college. I went to college for fine arts and then quickly learned that my canvas was a person. Wow, Jessica, you really are doing what you are meant to be. And you really have a calling. There's no denying it. And you're really good at what you do. So I'm glad you found this calling. I know as I'm a skin expert, but I totally feel the pain that your audience or your client would feel that sort of overwhelm, not necessarily knowing how to put things together. And I'm a horrible shopper. I get so overwhelmed. I don't know how to put things together. I like to look nice, but it is such a struggle. And so it seems like it should be so easy, but it's just not for everyone. So that's where people like you come in, right? Yes. I have over the years, over 25 years of doing this, I've come up with a system and a formula and a framework to work with clients to make it really easy and to give them the most benefit and the most value out of our time together, but also do some teaching on once we're working together for a while, how do you take some of this and maintain it? And so the formula that I use, the process that I use is number one, Before we even get in the wardrobe, it's about reviewing and reflecting. And what I mean by that is really reviewing your life and reflecting on where do you want to go? Where are you headed? So oftentimes I see in people's wardrobes that they're hanging on to things from their past and they don't even realize it's holding them back from their future. So really it's about determining and giving herself permission to really think about what do I want? What type of lifestyle do I want? Where am I headed in my career? That sort of thing. And then really telling me, once they can tell me exactly what that future looks like, and this is manifesting, (laughs) it is a little hokey, you know, this first stage, but I can literally close my eyes and imagine what they look like in that space, in that lifestyle. And at that point, they're settling into the fact that they deserve to have this better life. And once they can kind of go, we can go into the wardrobe together with that mindset, then it's a matter of really going and assessing and eliminating the pieces from the wardrobe that are not working. 
And so if you're cool with it, I'm going to give it all away because I want people to know the formula. I would love to hear it. And just even before we go there, I think that's so powerful because we do get stuck. We get stuck in so many things in our lives, not just our clothing, not just our skincare and skin routine. And taking a minute to just reflect and say, instead of focusing on the past, what I've been doing for the last 10, 15, 20 years, where do I really see my life and my future? And also accepting that things have changed. You don't necessarily have the figure or the skin that you did at 20. So instead of wishing for that, what can we do to take what we have now and make it as good as possible? So I love that you do that. And why are we talking about clothing and fashion on a skin and beauty or skin and aesthetics podcast? And I just think there's so much overlap between the insecurity that your audience feels and and mine as well. And that just kind of overwhelm, right? Yeah. And not just that. I mean, I think, and this is part of the reason, uh, Dr. Mina, why I have the approach that I have. It's about taking a holistic approach. It's not just skin and face and fashion over here and then how we feel on the inside over here. And then we are. And I think to compartmentalize these things, it's not reality. Our lives are fluid. And I just learned that to take this approach where, and what we do is both to do with image and and the visual, right? I don't just talk to people about what they wear. I do have a little bit of skin background, but if I'm not the full expert in that area, I'm going to refer them to someone like yourself, Dr. Mina, that really is an expert in that field and can help in that way. I I need to bring in other experts in other areas to really give that overall great feeling of confidence. So important how all of this comes together, right? We can't just compartmentalize mindset here and and fashion here and nutrition here. Like they all work together and it's really hard to improve one without improving all of them, right? Or at least focusing on them. So I I love that. And I try to take that approach too with skin. It's not just about what cream should I put on or what procedure Mm -hmm. should I get that's going to magically change my life. It's so much more than that. So I would love to know what do women do that set themselves up for failure in their wardrobe? What are some mistakes that you see? Oh my gosh, there's a lot. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is the confusion because there's so much that that we're getting, especially in this day and age, right? We've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, and we've got all these fashion things that we're seeing on our feed. And it's like, oh, well, what is my style? And then there's the comparison thing that we have, right? And you look at someone, you want to look like that. Oh, she has it all. She looks great in that outfit. And then going and trying to recreate that for yourself, it may not be the right thing. Everyone really buys on emotion. So it's about purposeful shopping. And this is where many women miss. It's like, you know, you walk into a store and you see that beautiful blouse and you say, oh, I want that, right? You buy the blouse. Statistically, 20 minutes, you get a 20 minute high from that. So by the time you get in your car and you drive home, And then you realize once you get home, you have nothing to go with that top. You don't know why you purchased it. You put it on in your mirror and you go, the lighting is, I look terrible in this. Why did I buy this? 
But then I don't want to go all the way back to the store and it sits in the closet. So oftentimes what I see and what I hear women saying is I have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. And this is what they tell their husbands, right, on or their boyfriends or whatever on date night. And the husband is like, what do you mean? You have clothes all over here. Why can't you find something to wear? And this is why. They have a ton of novelty pieces and not the right pieces to that core wardrobe where they would have the perfect skirt and the perfect camisole to wear under that top and the right shoes that would go with that outfit. You know, it's about purposeful shopping. Purposeful shopping also includes like, does what you choose match your lifestyle? But also, is it the right fit? Is it the right fabric? These are things that women are not typically educated on. And that's why you're scrolling through Instagram and you see, wow, I love this. I'm going to buy it right now because they see how good it looks on the model and it's a great price. But once they get it in the mail, the fabric is terrible. They put it on and they look in the mirror. And because the fabric is terrible, if their body is such that they're not 20 years old, like hard body, they put it on and they think there's something wrong with their body because it doesn't look good on them. But when you understand that, and I'll give you an example. So like denim, you could have a pair of jeans And I'm not saying you you have to spend a ton of money on everything, but the core pieces that are going to be fitted on your body, yes. So pair of jeans, you can look at a pair that's maybe $30 and a pair that's $200 and they look similar. But then when you put them on, your body doesn't look the same. And it's really about the really great denim has about a 2% lycra in it. They come up a little higher in the rise. They're cut in such a way that they're highlighting the best features. They're lifting your backside up, but you don't even realize it. You put them on, you're like, oh, this is so much better. And so this is what I educate women on when I'm teaching them, you know, what looks great on their body. So really overall, women are making bad choices and they're, they're buying too many of the wrong choices. So then they're, Either wardrobes are just overflowing and nothing mixes and matches. So imagine this, Dr. Mina. Imagine waking up every day and no matter what your day is going to bring, if you're going into the office or you're going to a conference or whatever it is, or you're going to a party, you can walk in your wardrobe and know that no matter what your day is going to bring, you have an outfit for it and you know the outfit is going to make you feel amazing. That would be amazing, Jessica. This is what my clients get and you get it on the first go around because what I do is we really choose those core pieces first. Once we've gone through the eliminating portion, we really look at what's needed to plug in and it's always the basics. Isn't that Uh, funny, right? (laughs) We, We have closets full of so much and yet we're missing the basics. But I can relate. You are like talking to me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, to simplify, because again, it, it doesn't have to be hard to simplify it. I call it the cake and then the icing on the cake. So your cake is your basic pieces. It's your jeans. It's your it's the perfect white T-shirt. I don't know how many times I've gone into someone's a woman's closet and they have 15 white T-shirts. And not one of them is good. I believe it. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. So if you have those great pieces, you have one white t-shirt that's like a little bit dressier that you could put it under your blazer and even with a trouser pant, 
and it looks really refined and the fabric is great and it's soft and cut in all the right places. That's really what you're looking for. So I would say, you know, one, a little bit more elevated white t-shirt and one that's your more casual, right? And because when there are too many choices, it's also not going to work well. And then it's about planning and preparation and really understanding, you know, based on your lifestyle or, or based on what's happening in the next couple of months, for example, like I always take it in like three month increments. Because once you start understanding how to do these things, it can actually be fun. So season by season, you can kind of flip your wardrobe and reimagine it in a different way and take those basics again and make, sprinkle in different novelty pieces just to kind of round it out and take pictures of the outfit. And so this is what we do for preparation so that when you wake up in the morning, you can look at your phone and pull up your album and say, this is what I'm wearing today. That's great. I'm pretty sure my mom does that for my dad, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a spouse doing that for me. So I need you. But there's so many parallels with skincare too, right? That people, they see someone beautiful and they are promoting some product, right? And so you're like, then it must, my skin will certainly look like that if I use that, right? And they're buying the wrong things and too much of the wrong stuff and not doing it in the right way. So I totally can relate. And I feel like I can handle the skincare part. But yeah, the fashion part just like eludes me. I do not have that knack like you do. So I love too that you're all about really simplicity and the basics. And for some people, that may be all they want to do, right? They don't necessarily want a ton of extras and all that. And then for other people, they are all about the trends and staying on fashion and on trend and and all of that. So I love that you can be flexible and fluid with that, depending on what someone's personality and their lifestyle is like. It's Again, so many parallels with skincare too, because there's some people who want truly the basic minimal stuff. And then there are people who want a few extras. And then there are people who are like, give me it all. I want everything. So I love that you're able to navigate that for people. Well, it's about prioritizing and being very strategic, right? With the clothing anyway. Even the the clients that I work with that love all the, the fashions, like every time it's the fashion is changing, they want to change with it. But one thing that never changes are those core basics. I ensure that they have those basic pieces as well, because if they don't, they can't build the outfit. And that's where you see people, you know, walking around and they're doing this fast fashion thing. You can do it in the wrong way, you know, if you don't have those right core pieces. Yeah. And gosh, just all the frustration that women have. I know I have where, yeah, you open up your closet and you're like, what am I going to wear? I have all these clothes and I'm not even like a clothes horse or whatever you call it. I like to purge, but I still, to your point, I'm sure I have at least five white t-shirts and I don't think I really like any of them. (laughs) Now, Jessica, I would love for you to walk us through what do you do when you have a client? Um, You kind of mentioned the first step, sort of the mindset and everything, but walk us through how you work your magic. So once we actually get into the wardrobe, when our minds are right and we can be focused and clear, I use a formula. I call it the three F's, but there is one more step. So the three F's are the fit, the fabric, and the fashion. And so with, you know, with fit, it's, does it fit me? Does it fit me? 
does it fit me right now? Oftentimes I'll find things, you know, where women will have 20 pair of jeans that don't fit them. They're one to two sizes too small. And what they're doing is they're actually shaming their own bodies and thinking that they're motivating themselves, but actually demotivating. So it's a matter of, I teach them, you know, if you have to hang on to those things, if you're in the midst of you're working on losing weight, take those items out of your closet. Do not have them in your immediate space. So fit is number one. Fabric. Now, I know we touched a little on fabric, but I teach you how to know if the fabric is still intact. And this may seem simple because there are things like, you know, if you have pills on your clothes, obviously, you know, it's been overwashed or you've had it for too long. One of the other things with fabric that's really important is, you know, many clothes now, and I mentioned this as well with the jeans, have lycra or elastin in the fabric, um, but that eventually over time breaks down. And you may not see it when you look at the item or you may put it on and say it fits, but I just don't look good in it. It must be my body. And the way to tell if the fabric that has, you know, the elastin in there, if it's not working for you any longer, you could take a shirt that has that in it, has the lycra or elastin, and you can kind of pull it. And if it feels and or sounds crunchy, and I know this sounds weird, it means that it's completely broken down. So you may put the item on, like I said, it might spit you, but it's just not smoothing. It's not lifting. It's not doing all the things that that fabric is intended to do. So that's another area. But, you know, there is another portion of that where it's like some women are hanging on to the things that they know the fabric is no longer good, but they're hanging on because maybe perhaps they don't feel worthy of something better or it's just a basic T-shirt. So why would I go and buy another one? I'm not really worthy of doing that. And but when you're really putting that strategy in and intention into the purchasing, then you're really the they learn over time, they're actually saving money. And then there's the fashion piece. Is it in fashion? And that can be a little trickier. And this is why I always say like, break it up between, is it a core item? Is it a classic piece? Or is it a novelty piece? Because if you kind of look at it in that way, it can be a little bit easier to determine. So it's really the core pieces really don't go out of style that often, but it's the fast fashion. It's the novelty pieces. And if you're not sure, it's very easy to go on and Google it <laughs> you know, or go on Pinterest or that sort of thing. And then the biggest thing is, does this piece align with my lifestyle and where my life is headed? And you know what? If it doesn't, it's time to let it go. If you've spent a lot of money on it and it's intact and it has a tag on it, think about consignment. If it's a great piece, but again, it doesn't align with your lifestyle, but you know you can't really consign it because it's been worn, donate it. You know, there are people that really do have a lifestyle that will lend itself to wearing that item. So those are the kind of things that we're looking at. And then really formulating a list of what's needed to plug in to actually create outfits. That's so great. And then you can mix and match. And I love your idea of taking pictures because I will tell myself, oh, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. I'll remember it. 
and created an album for that. I love it. How long does this process take when you're working with someone? Because I am all about value and because I've been doing this so long, we can in a very short period of time, and I'm talking about like my first session in home, if it's with that person in their home, it's about four hours from start to finish. And I've just fine-tuned it over the years. It used to take me a lot longer. <laughs> but within that time, we can, you know, really go in and extract what's working, what's great. And then I already have brought in the pieces. So I used to do it as a second appointment or a second time. But because I've worked with so many women and because we do an upfront call virtually and I kind of know a little bit about the needs, I've learned that it's usually always the basics. So I always bring the basics in with me. And then once we've gone through the wardrobe, I figure out what's needed and we plug that in and start just building. So at the end of that very first appointment, we've already begun the process of curating a wardrobe that is amazing for them. And I have anywhere from 40 to 120 pictures on their phone. That is amazing. And do you do virtual? Yeah, and virtual, it's so fun. I never thought I would love it because I am such a like a people person and I didn't feel like I could really get to know people in a deep way virtually. But now, you know, obviously pandemic forced us to do that. And now I love it. And because I've done so much of the in-person over the years, I can really look at photos and really understand what's going to work, what isn't, or even just, you know, doing what we're doing right now, looking at one another, I can really make these assessments. And then we do style boxes, which are so much fun and create the outfits and take photos of the outfits and send a box and then send the pictures along with the box. Do you work with people of budgets of all levels? Because I imagine some people might be thinking, I'm not going to spend $500 on a blazer or whatever. Do you work with all different price points? This question you just asked me is why my business model is making some shifts. Because I want to serve more women. Like I mentioned, it is the high-performing woman. Not to say that some are not stay-at-home moms and have different lifestyles, but a lot of the women that I help are that high performer. They're a high-level executive or they own their own business, but maybe they're an up-and-comer in that. You know, maybe they're a little bit younger. My age group is usually anywhere between late 20s to mid 40s to 50s, you know, kind of in that age range. So that up and comer maybe doesn't have the means to do the whole thing right off the bat. So we're in the process of creating a membership app right now, a styling app where number one, I've done a digital course on how to do this for yourself and my formula step-by-step. We're also within this app creating a community. So I'll be able to serve a large number of women all together and really show those tips and tricks and be doing live Q&As where questions can be asked. And so the cost of actually having styling services can go down because of that. And then I can do some education on some lower price point things as well. But my whole belief system really is gathering those core basics that are quality, that maybe you don't necessarily have to have a lot of, but it's about investing in yourself. And so when I do it, as I do a free styling call with clients before we begin working together, 
And if they're not at the point yet where they can budget for a new wardrobe, I teach them how to utilize what they have in a way that will bridge the gap to once they are ready. I don't want them to go out and buy things that are more things that are not of quality. And I, I see save your money, like save your money for three months. Don't go to Target and buy t-shirts. Save that. I used to do that for myself. I used to bartend once a week and save all of the cash from the tips. And I put it in a Ziploc bag and put it under my sink. And I'd wait. I wouldn't even look to count it until it had been in there for three months. We as women are worthy of caring for ourselves and investing in ourselves. As a mom, you know, sometimes we put our kids first or well, I used to buy the kids clothes and everything they needed and then scrimp on myself. And I think we're all worthy of doing these kind things for ourselves. You know what? Save your money and get yourself some Botox. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That is one thing, Dr. Bina. I know we're talking clothes here. But I would, if I did not have the money to get Botox, I would forgo a lot of things to save that money to get my Botox. I'm a fan too. You Now you're really talking my language. But yeah, it's all about choices too. And I do find a lot of women are, I know a lot of, and I've done it myself too, like impulse buying. We're buying stuff we don't really need. We're buying stuff to fill an emotional void. And when you think, well, 40 bucks, 60 bucks, that's not huge, right? But that adds up. And I love your idea of just take that money and save it for something that really is going to make a difference. Maybe that's Botox. Maybe that's traveling, you know, whatever it is. uh, It doesn't have to be fashion or skin, but I'm with you with people. I love to give them options from uh, really minimalistic, simple to more expensive or the platinum experience, I guess, if you will. But there's certain things, there's certain basics you got to do with skincare, just like basics you got to have with fashion. And then you can add on these little extras as needed if it fits your lifestyle, if it fits your budget. But yeah, I'll tell people, I I don't know why people buy expensive, expensive creams. I'll say just save your money. Don't buy those expensive creams and then come see me once a year for some sort of peel or device or Botox instead. And I don't know, I'm all about investing your money in what really is going to make a difference, what's really going to make you feel better, move the needle forward in your life, whatever it is. Not everything has to be expensive. And we spend a lot of money on trivial or little things that seem like they don't make a big difference, but they do add up. So I love that. And I, I love your this idea of a community and a membership and people of all means and all levels. And I think that's awesome. Well, Jessica, this has been super fun. And I'm definitely going to need to schedule a call with you so you can come see my closet. But I would love for you to share with the listeners where they can follow you, where they can find more information out about your services, your membership site, all of that good stuff. There are so many things. So all my different platforms, I am on Instagram, the Jessica Papineau on Facebook. I am Customized Styling by Jessica. You can simply Google Jessica Papineau and I think I come up right away. My website is csjstyling.com. I work so hard, Dr. Mina, to really offer as much free information as possible and really give value to the masses. Um, On my uh, website, I do have a free wardrobe edit blueprint, uh, which again is kind of my gift to everyone of really teaching the fit, the fabric, the fashion, 
what I was explaining before about the wardrobe edit and how to really get started in the process, something that you can easily do today. And I also offer freestyling call just so I can, you know, really offer that value and put a plan together, you know, because women don't know where, where to start. And it really is not, you know, fashion and beauty. It's not a destination. It's a journey. And, you know, we all need support in the areas that we're not strong in. And so I love to offer whatever I can. That's wonderful. And yeah, that's why we seek out someone who, if that's not your strong suit and you naturally don't enjoy doing that, seek out an expert like Jessica. And it seems like having your own personal stylist seems so extravagant, right? It seems like something not really attainable for most of us. But here you are offering a service that really can help in many different levels. So I love that. And I love your message. And I love what you're doing to help women feel amazing and empowered simply by changing how they dress themselves. So super cool. I love that. I'll leave all that information in the show notes. And thanks so much for being here, Jessica. A lot of fun. Thank you so much, Dr. Mina, for having me. And I want to bring you into my world. Once we have the membership, we're going to really get you in and take that holistic approach. I would love it. Anytime. <laughs> we'll see you next week. That's all I've got for this week's episode of the Skin Real Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help me and other new potential listeners to find my show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave me a review, take a screenshot and email it to info at theskinreel.com and I will send you a thank you free PDF on skincare truths versus hype because you know I love spreading the word of good, truthful skincare. And please be sure to share, share, share with your skin friends so that we can get the word out there about real skin. And until next time, remember, no matter where you are in your skincare journey, always remember to love the skin you're in because real skincare from real experts can be real simple.